This is a podcast from Rover. The boys are in here, John Tugood and Carl Kippenberger from the Yay! band. She had. You're welcome. Boys, we're talking this album. Feel free to sing along, man. <laughs> banger after banger after banger. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible stuff. John, Carl, good morning. G'day, good morning, guys. guys. How are you going? How are you? You can't see this if you're listening, but you, I was playing those songs. You guys are just loving it. Uh, <laughs> loving your own songs, which is fantastic. It's What an album, though. Song after song after song, hit after hit after hit. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's quite, pretty crazy. So, John Toogood, singer of the band She Hard. Obviously, you guys have been around for a long time now, but this album uh, turned 20 years old last year. Was it 2020 or 2002? So it's 21 years old. Yeah, 20 years. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that album... Is such a big album for a lot of reasons. A lot so, of reasons. A lot of reasons. So a lot to get to. Yeah. First, first and foremost, it's on vinyl for the first time ever, which is awesome. Choice. Um, congrats on that. Yeah. Let's get in the time machine though yeah. and head back to 2002. She Hard and that um, that Pacify album being released. What are your main memories of that time? Because so much was there's going so, on. So there's so there was many the memories. name change. Yeah, there was the oh, you guys being in the states. That came later. I mean, like two weeks into landing in LA, you had to go home because your uh, my auntie passed away so in New Zealand. September tenth, I was flying out of LA. Oh wow! September eleventh, oh. two planes went into the World Trade Center, mm. so we had to stop work there. Yes. <laughs> so there's only three of us left in LA you were yeah, I was stuck back here stuck in New Zealand I mean flights were grounded for a week or something <laughs> yeah uh, it was I didn't want to come go back and we I didn't we, and we wanted to come home and because we were like because well, this is crazy because yeah. like you know everyone was freaking out in yeah. America and and uh, and then you did get back yeah and uh, and then we spent six months in a recording studio writing and jamming and oh. living in LA and being introduced to like celebs and it was mad. It was, the weirdest it was time. It was totally an LA experience, and it was weird for mm. you know these bogans from Wellington. Yeah, yeah well, you, you, you know, got these bogans from yeah. Wellington were there. <laughs> did it did it change you? Like, would hindsight show you for that period of time where you're like, oh yeah, we did get wrapped up yeah. in it all, or did oh, you not? Yeah, it was, it's hard to not live in LA. And not be kind of drawn into and not get the, fat, into the, <laughs> yeah. and then get fat and then feel guilty about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they eat so much chicken over there. Well, I mean, no, well, I mean yeah. one, one of our favourite things to do, like because it was six months there, was every week we went to Roscoe's Chicken and Waffle House, which oh is gosh. like you know a hip hop dive, yeah. and it's like it literally was. Yeah, yeah, the biggest it was, it was bits of chicken and it was, you've ever seen. I mean, we're an eating band. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> More than a drug band or a, yeah. or a drinking yeah, band. Yeah. And um, Roscoe's, Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles is one of those places where uh, it would be silent around the table. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was like, a sacred just, place for us. Eat, just yeah. the sound of eating. Are we going to do three waffles or two? <laughs> <laughs> but in the meantime, we were writing yeah. and going, okay, right, and sort of... And we had a producer who'd, who'd basically made these things, like he'd made the stained, you know, you know, what's that song? 
It's been a while. It's been yes, a while. Well, yeah, so um, he made that song and yeah. he worked with Limp Bizkit and he'd, he'd done that orgy remake of the New Order Blue Monday song, yeah, which yeah. was a big hit. Yeah. And he just came and saw us in New York, you know, about a year before yeah. and loved us. And he signed us to his own production company. And it was just like, we're going to make an album. And, but but when, it, when we got there, he was basically the only person we met who actually was born in LA. If you go to Hollywood, everyone's from everywhere cool. else, yeah. right? Yeah. But he was born and bred there and he was totally LA and he knew everybody, which is great. But no. it was actually the the his engineer, Ryan Williams, who worked... Who was a, a understudy of like Brendan O'Brien, who made the first, you know the or second Pearl two, Jam, Pearl yeah, Jam. Pearl Jam and Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. He's the guy that actually made that record with us. If I look yeah. back on it, oh, totally. Josh in, Josh introduced us to everybody. Yeah. You know, like he got Scott Whelan from Stone Temple Pilots come down, who ends up you know being yeah, on. He was on coming, the record. He's, he's sings on coming down, and so it was just a crazy experience. The the whole thing. It was just like we'd we'd only. I don't think we'd ever spent six months in a recording studio with all our previous albums combined, you yeah, know. Right. So this is a biggie. Yeah, John and Carl from Sheehan. We're talking the Pacifier album came out two thousand and two. Got something to give away because today is Vinyl Day. It's Vinyl Release Day, which yeah, is fantastic. Man. Yeah. Love yeah. that album. Yeah. So we'll talk more about it. Play another one here. Run off the album. Come back with John and Carl. Some to give away as well. So stick around. Some karaoke. You guys just sing over the top. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, guys. Oh, you forgot to do it. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry. You go, Bryce. Go. No, bro. It's been a while. It is vinyl release day. Today is the day that this album, which was the Pacify album, has been released on vinyl. It's now has She Had on the title. That is, am yep. I right in saying that, John? Yeah, we Carl? finally reclaimed it. Which is fantastic. Yeah, so yeah. I know Miles has got a great question about a rock and roll moment, but let's get to this first question because the album came out when you had to change your name yep. to Pacifier. Yep. There'll be a lot of people who don't know why or how that happened. Sure. So basically, as we explained before, um, two weeks into recording yes. this record, Two planes fly into the World Trade Center. Basically, uh, it's a it's a political extremist brand of Islam, yeah. and they're using the um, Islamic term uh, shihad or yeah, jihad, jihad. Uh, which means struggle. Yeah. Uh, which we, I mean, basically, we were just seventeen year old young bogans, pretty stoned at home, watching the movie June, mm. and in the movie June. The battle at the end was called the Shihad, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. We didn't realise that it, that Frank Herbert, the uh, author, had taken that from the Arabic term, and uh, we just thought that's a great name for a speed metal band, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally misspelt it, ripped yeah. off the Motorhead logo, wrote it on the back of my jean jacket, and um, and then that became that became our name, yeah. you know. And so we made it. You know, it's a pretty crazy name. You know, it's like, but nobody's, no one in the world's got that name. No. And then, uh, so all of a sudden, we're sitting in LA, and the management company, the record company, are going, "Whoa!" All the radio stations are coming to us and saying, "We don't care how good this music is. Mm. We're not, we're not play playing it, it on no, radio." No. And this is on the brink too for a generation that might not understand too. Just quickly jump in. It's on. You won't say it probably, but it's on the brink of you guys like of. Of really breaking out into America, General Electric it. had been a huge album yeah. and all of that stuff. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. and also it, it had been a big record, yeah. but 
uh, because we'd signed a dumb record deal when we were kids, uh, we basically couldn't release an album in the North American region right. for the first four albums of our career. So first three, or no, it was three or four. Um, yeah, I mean, we did release um, we did release Killjoy and the Fish album in America, but it was very little and. The record company just how because they had our they had signed us and we couldn't release any other way. It was a they European just, they company. They just didn't release anything else and they just held off. And um, I think we had to fabricate that we were splitting up. Oh. I think we even got um, yeah. We even got a couple of journalists in New Zealand to write Starting. fake reviews <laughs> about how they went and saw us live and we had a fight on stage. <laughs> and that it was dire and that the end was nigh. Um, and they sent a few of those over, and eventually they they released us. They released us. So so basically, and we'd just you know as oh, great play, and and it was just we'd we'd always dreamed of going to America because like yeah, so many of, of our favourite bands, yeah. Metallica were from yeah. there, yeah. and blah blah blah. It's like finally we get to release this record, and it was like the universe goes, yeah, you can, but you have to change change your, change your name. No. And it was like it took us six months of arguing and yeah. fighting and saying nah 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 yeah, but right. it did become apparent after six months Man. of living in LA that that name was not gonna work at that time yeah. you know they'd just been hit for the first time on their home territory mm. American flags were on every car and it was like you know I mean even Anthrax were thinking about changing their name of course. In, wow. in, you know it was wow. like yeah. which is ridiculous because yeah. they started worrying about People, you know, terrorists sending anthrax yeah, and yeah. envelopes to yeah. people and stuff. You know, it's, it was so paranoid over there. You know, it's like, oh man, we didn't want to do it. We thought, what's our biggest song? Pacifier was our biggest song at that point, and so that's why we changed our name. But it never really felt. Right. We, we weren't happy about doing it at yeah. all. You know, it was just. And, like, and Home Again wasn't a really good name for a band. Yeah, yeah, Home Again. <laughs> <laughs> Deb's Night Out. Actually, Deb's Night Out's not a bad it's name. Not bad. It's not a cool now. Killjoy yeah. like, could have worked. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was our first choice. That was our first choice, but yeah. there, were the, there was a band was from Australia called Kill Killjoys. We went through like 10 or 11 names. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 like, and then someone would have it. It was like and five grand a pop for the copyright lawyers. And the irony was, the day before they were going to release the Pacifier album in the States, a punk band from New York got hold of the record company and said, we were called Pacifier, give us 40 grand, otherwise you won't oh. be able to release the album. So, what? <laughs> yeah. and, and they paid them. And, and I was so... Oh, oh my God. Because they... Oh. We, they'd done something like wrote on a message board. No. About, you know, because so they'd, they'd actually got in, you know, they yeah, got in contact. Yeah. And then the day before release, they, they held the, um, they held the, the album ransom. And I was just thinking... What sort of band thinks uh, uh, the name Pacifier is good? <laughs> <laughs> why would you call, Why would you call a punk band Pacifier? Yeah. Oh, you know? yeah. And Stained was taken too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. It's just hard. <laughs> what, do you do? what do you do? Now tell me, um, you've had this LA experience. You're recording the album. It's going great. Mm. You spent months and months and months on it. Mm. What about the superfluous, the peripheral stuff around recording and meeting and rubbing shoulders like mm. Brian? I mentioned bongs with Deftones. Yeah. Other yeah. stories like yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, well, that sort of, it just sort of, when you're in that city, weird things happen because yeah. that's where everyone is, like from the entertainment industry. I, we were just talking before, it's like, um, for some, uh, who, who was, um, Rachel Hunter was um, 
sort of a, a, yeah, a fan and, and supermodel, and she was living there, and, and and she and she, I remember she she threw a Thanksgiving party and um, for us, and and it was like she she um, imported like um, what she, she imported a sack of Kumra and. Um, <laughs> LMP, case of LMP. Um, yeah, yeah, she, she was awesome, she man. Yeah. And there was like there was. I remember line dancing uh, to Guns N' Roses' Appetite, yeah. Appetite for Destruction. Um, <laughs> I remember at the end of the night, uh, we were trying to find Phil, and we found him because uh, he was he was drinking hard at that time. Yeah. Yeah. He was asleep. Uh, propped up by Seal, you know the, the yeah, artist yeah, yeah, Seal. Yeah, who's yeah. Seal? Like, on a couch, like they were literally the two dr- sad drunks at the at no, the party, right. yeah. each other up. like yeah. literally falling asleep on each other. It was yeah. like only in LA, you know. Like, that's crazy. So what happened? What happened with the Deftones? Oh, basically, oh, basically, I went to I think the Rainbow, which is a classic, yeah. you yeah. know, bar in where LA. Lemmy lived, and it was yeah. like. Hey, do you want to meet um, the guy from Stain? Well, not really, but um, but but, um, but he but he did have a big bong and um, and Aaron and because that that was what he was famous for, yeah. just being really stoned. I had an interview with him and I couldn't even get any words out because he was just wow. so so baked. so baked. Wow. Yeah, well, he I yeah. could understand why after meeting him, he was like yeah. doing these bongs. And Chino, the singer from <laughs> Deftones, was there too. Yeah. I can't remember much after that. <laughs> <laughs> but Bryce, I can also understand him not getting any words out when you're interviewing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that took too long. Hey, um, you were, you were, oh, sorry, you go. No, Miles. I was also like, tell me about like Sugar Ray because you, you hung out with Sh- oh. the lead singer of Sugar Ray. Well, he was a friend. Yeah, he was a friend. Yeah, yeah. Um, they. I mean, Josh, the producer, would just bring all sorts of celebrities over while mm. we were recording, and and yeah, one night he brought the Hughes brothers, who were directors. Who did um, that from Hell? I don't know if you saw that Jack. The Dorito. Johnny Depp movie. The Johnny Depp film. No. He did the From Hell and Dead President. Anyway, he came along with Mark McGrath from Sugar Ray, uh, Tara Reid from <laughs> Josie and the Pussycats, yeah. I guess, yeah. and um, Bo Keem, who was one of the actors in, in a lot of the Hughes Brothers films. Yeah. And um, we had a jam, and Tara Reid <laughs> smashed the drums. She's the actress. She sm- yeah, we ended up at her yeah. place later on and literally her house was just a, a, like a shrine to herself. <laughs> <laughs> it was like photos of so her. Yeah. <laughs> was that like Rod? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was, what about her, her music collection oh. were all soundtracks? <laughs> <laughs> this is a lot. This is so early 2000s. This, is, right. this uh, is early 2000s. So. Yeah. That's the song. Yeah, that's yeah, the right. song. And you know what? That he was actually out of all the people we met, he was probably one of the most stand-up dudes because he knew he was in a shit band. <laughs> I mean, I and that. he was cool with it, eh? He was <laughs> like, he was like, uh, the first thing he said to me, he goes, "Hey, hey, Johnny, you hate my band, eh?" I was like, "Oh no, no." He goes, "You can tell me honestly because I hate my band too." And I was like, <laughs> "I love that." <laughs> He was, and he actually ended up being the most honest, one of the most yeah, honest people we've met there. You know, like he was totally cool. You know, oh, that's great. The album came out two thousand and two, the Pacify album, which we've learned a lot about uh, the recording and the name change, which is out today on vinyl. But you were saying, John and Carl, you don't have your copies yet. No, we're, we're, we're waiting patiently. <laughs> I'm waiting. Yeah, I've seen it on a computer screen. Yeah, looks good on that. But yeah. well, Bryce has ordered his, I think, in August. Uh, yeah, and, uh, pre-order. I think and it's arriving today. Being delivered today, apparently. The yeah. tracking so, says it's oh, uh, exciting. Uh, yeah. I, I'm excited. It's cool to have your guys' vinyls uh, and and obviously mm. um, to to play them. This album, right, Pacifier, which is 
the She Had album yeah. from 2002, which we're talking about, which is out on vinyl. So many good songs on it. So many big songs that lots of rock listeners know, mm-hmm. you know, when mm-hmm. we talk of Comfort Me and Run and yeah. everything and yeah. um, heaps of big bangers. But I, I remember the album really clearly because it was when I was sort of first starting here at The Rock and we'd talk to you in America and we'd do those interviews yeah. and things like that were going on. But one song in particular I've always loved, and I've seen you guys more than any other band in my life. I've punished you by telling you that over, <laughs> years, over 50 times. Awesome. Yeah. Right. But one song I've never heard you play live um, is this song here, Stranger. And it's a ripper of a... I, I just always really liked this song. Great chorus. Is there any reason why some songs never ever make a set list when they're clearly big hooks and you know because you could you could go through every album and pick songs. Oh, for sure, man. Like that, but I think um, yeah, I, it's just when you when a band because everything's like it's a democracy in this band. Like, yeah, so right. It's you've got to have a tick from everybody right before you play anything. Sure. So. The songs that get ticks from everybody are things like, uh, yeah, Comfort Me, Still Feels Good to Play, Run Still Feels Awesome to Play. Um, uh, we're talking about Semi Normal, that was the other one we used to play heaps oh, as this, well. Oh, this one here, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. I miss playing this one. Actually. Yeah, man, that's pretty mean. It's, and it's, it's actually to do, more to do with um, the physicality of the actual music. It's not, not, not it's, it's not a diss on any of the songs that we don't play. It's just like it just feels good to play live, you yeah. know. Like, so the reason we haven't played Strangers is probably because we we it was more of a studio thing, maybe. And yeah, I think we only ever played it in the states, like while we were pushing yeah. it out and and yeah. in the early days of touring over there. But yeah, I. I think it just got left by the wayside, and we never did a let's play the whole album thing. We've never done one of those. No, yeah. but also this album came with baggage, you know. Like yeah, we, with all the stuff that happened and and the experience, there was. I mean, we were really happy to finish the record, but we were also pretty tired. I think we were burnt by yeah. the end of it because sure. we'd never spent that much time in the studio. So, you know, like, so, so in some ways, I mean, I guess I didn't listen to some of that album for a while. Yeah, for ages, honest, you know, maybe Stranger and some of those other songs just didn't. Do you, um, just before you go, do you ever, obviously we're hoping for a new she at some point, you're playing Jim Beam Home Grown, oh, yeah. which we're excited about. Yeah. Um, do you ever sit and listen to your own albums? I can't help but feel that if Mel, Rog, Miles and myself were part of albums, we'd probably listen to it every day on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I've it's it, yeah. always the way when you, especially, I think I'm the worst for it. Yeah. yeah. Johnny probably listens to our stuff far too much. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah but, right. but, but only the album we're making at the time. Right. Yeah. Okay. And I just demolish it. Like, yeah. it, it is car stereo stuff yeah. like turned up to mm-hmm. 11 and 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 then I get to a point it's like sugar and then I can't eat any more otherwise I'm going to yeah. be sick yeah. and then you just never listen to it again you know like where is yeah. the strangest place you've heard a Sheehan song where have you been go oh my god it's it's playing and countdown <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Straight after oh. Nick Kershaw the riddle <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 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 which I like I actually really like Nick Kershaw he's good yeah he's um, good wouldn't yeah, it yeah, it's good? usually uh, yes. It's I mean, supermarkets are always supermarkets yeah, right. are always weird. I think yeah. the first time I heard it in the supermarket, that was pretty weird. <laughs> <laughs> you, you but turn, you, you also t- feel like you've made it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's a, it's a it's a double edged sword. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, turn around to that broccoli and say, "This is awesome. Hey, this I is me." <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, fantastic. Thanks so much. This has been amazing. Thank you for coming in, guys. Awesome. Okay, we'll have to do you. it again. Yeah, we'll do it again. Sure. A lot of love for you, as yeah, always, from awesome. the rock audience uh, and listeners, you know, on the text saying that you're the favourite band that they've oh, ever seen play awesome. live. Mm-hmm. And, and good luck with everything cool, man. coming as well. I hope you guys get the album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully today. Yeah. Yeah. I'll send you my pre-order link. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good, good. Yeah. I'll download it. John and Carl from She Had, the Pacify album out today on vinyl, came out 2002. Yeah. And um, Bryce and Mal are going to see you at Jim Beam Homegrown. Yeah, yeah. can't wait, man. Uh, March 18th, oh, good wait. stuff.